0: Alright, so this is probably the part where you think I have some fancy, catchy intro lined up, right? Alright, here it is. This is the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vigilante 1939 Podcast. My name is Nick Zenick, and I am joined by Nico Caruso, his father Nicholas Caruso. And we're not alone. Much like in Man of Steel, we're not alone. We are joined by this man, who you might have spit your water out watching him on, on live television like I did. You might see him ending some misbehavior on Twitter. But most importantly, you might refer to him as our resident Superman. He is the one, the only, Mario Francisco Robles. How are you wow. doing, Mario.
1: I mean, that is,
2: that is an epic introduction, and right now I'm going to Venmo you some money. You have to follow me around and do that for the rest of the summer, alright? Just anywhere I go, you go in ahead of me and you announce me that way.
0: Oh, like the super funds? I got you.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I need. That's exactly and what today, I need. And
0: today, here so... in Mario Francisco Lovelace's life. <laughs>
2: Guys, I'm just so excited to be here with you guys. Today's topic is amazing and kind of it, it, it's the perfect sequel to the first time I was on the show, look how lucky we are that we get a part 2 to our great conversation from earlier this year. And what a what a part 2 it's going to be.
1: Absolutely. And we're so so very thankful to have you. Thank you for taking the time to do this. And I'm just so glad we had to wait Less time for our sequel for this than we did for the ones coming out. So, <laughs>
2: so true, so true. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, we're still waiting on an actual Man of Steel sequel, but you know
1: that is true. That we is got so ours. Much. We got this one. <laughs> we got this. One. That's beautiful. <laughs> All right, Zemek, so tell us what we're talking about today, brother.
0: All right. So roughly, I think it was about five months or so ago, we met up in January, and we simply uh-huh. just speculated. Whether or not we wanted to see Zack Snyder's Justice League, the Snyder Cut, or Man of Steel 2. And little behold, it's always ironic that when you talk about things, it always seems to happen after you're done talking about it. So, in May, we officially got the announcement that the Snyder Cut is in fact real and it is coming to HBO Max near you sometime in 2021 and not only is it coming but we got a 34 second teaser letting Man, us know that unreal. it's coming yeah so gentlemen
2: yeah <laughs> so, so you want to start there
0: yeah yeah, absolutely. yeah start i think then. we go just ahead. how do you guys feel i think we just start about that
3: i'm i'm down go ahead mr robles you can lead it oh I, I i all right, all
2: right sure i Listen, I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited. Even as somebody who was not a big fan of where Snyder was taking things originally, as someone who who admittedly was sort of relieved when it looked like his, his tour of duty with DC on film was done, you know, after all that's come out since then and after what we've learned about the film he had in mind and learned about you know how much of that went unseen and how ambitious some of those plans were, You know, my curiosity grew over the years to the point where, you know, like, I want to see that movie. Even if it's not exactly the Justice League movie I would have, you know, grown up wanting to see, I want to see this. You know, it's got the characters, the mythology that he uses, like, you know, I want to see what's going to happen. And on top of that, knowing that this exists more on its own and it's not meant to necessarily be the 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 end all be all representation of dc on film it's just kind of now it's going to be an hbo thing i'm mm-hmm. even more excited because i let them explore and be as creative as they want because now they have freedom there the fact that it's sort of separate from the big screen stuff so i, I can enjoy it even more now knowing that it's not going to have this very permanent impact on what's happening on the big
1: screen you know what i mean mm-hmm. i like that yeah, yeah absolutely. no absolutely Absolutely. That's really nice. And, and I couldn't agree more. So I'm someone who actually, um, and I, and I talked about this when we did the show back in January is I, I was someone who actually learned about all the overhauling, you know, through you and your show. <laughs> i remember there was such a narrative at one point that like oh uh joss whedon was just doing the quote-unquote final touches final tuning you know it's still snyder's vision it's still snyder's project and then i remember listening to one of the, the fanboy episodes and you were like no it's like 70 percent, yeah 70 percent joss whedon so then you know um we went to go see it obviously as as we all did and. I remember like enjoying it and then trying to enjoy it a little more than I did. And then, you know, it didn't always age well, but regardless of that, I always told everyone is that I just hope the movie I see, I don't walk away from it saying, I wish I saw the other one. And I, I do wish I saw the other one and now we're getting the other one. So it's really cool. Um, I'm curious, like where, where were you when you found out the Snyder cut was coming out? I'm curious. I got, I mean I was home, I was in quarantine like everyone That's else. True. That's true. <laughs> but all I know
2: is I got like three or four DMs immediately from from social media friends, you know, who were like, Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? And uh I just it was just funny because it was like it was like the bat signal went out. Like my phone lit up and there were like four different messages from four different people sending me links to what had just been announced. And I was like, I told my wife and my kids, like, guys, I need a few minutes. I uh, has to step away for a second. Yeah, I had to like just go and I had to ask all my colleague friends, like, this is real, this is happening. What? Because uh. I've, I've been a little out of the loop the last few months anyway, just kind of like ah. focusing mm-hmm. on other things. So this, this brought me back into the geek fanboy fold in a big way after a little bit of a of a break from all things geeky." Which- <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome, that's awesome. Yeah, and again, I
3: got to echo, I mean, I I complete agreement. I mean, if you would have told me back when we did our original podcast, I think it was like the 2nd of January.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
3: That in five months' time, this thing would really be announced. Like, I never, in my wildest imagination, conceived that this was even a possibility.
2: Well, one of the craziest bits of all is, like, that wasn't the only thing that changed uh, very quickly. You know, and it all happened within a matter of like a week or two where all of a sudden we have Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League officially coming out. And then we have some legitimate whispers as well as like some interesting cryptic teases from David Ayer that we might get the Ayer cut of Suicide Squad.
3: Yeah. Then oh, yeah. they
2: launched HBO Max, and what do they refer to the DC on film stuff as? They call it the DC EU, which that was never the official title. Yeah, That's yeah. just what fans and bloggers called it. And now here's HBO Max adapting that as the official name for you know their DC films. <laughs> and then there was the whole thing about Henry Cavill you know in yeah. talks to reprise the role so in a 2 week span everything we knew about dc on film and what was coming got upended you
3: know like so much changed so quickly completely <laughs> unhinged you know and and i i was like you a little bit too where i had kind of lost interest a little bit and even even that week when there were some rumblings from uh from the uh twitter sources
1: and yeah. some of the outlets and, and my son was you watched
3: right the uh, did you you I actually watched the cattle you watched I, I sat through the whole
0: thing i said like, through the whole thing too yeah yeah. I,
3: remember, <laughs> I, I was out i actually had to be out that day and um i kept mm-hmm. texting him is anything going on <laughs> he's like no not yet not yet and, and i remember being in the car being like there's nothing that's going to happen here this is just another <laughs> wild yeah yeah you know, humor that got speculated and then when he texted me the poster I had to pull over my car. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, I'm not ashamed to tell you that the eyes welled up just a little bit because as someone who is the biggest fan of the Justice League and was so disappointed in what we got. I and I'm and again, I don't know yeah. what we're gonna get. I'm not I'm not assuming that it's gonna be incredibly It's going to be everything that I want, either in a Justice League movie, but I do feel a sense of redemption. And I do feel, and I know we have to thank HBO Max for it, but I do feel a sense of pride that Warner Brothers maybe kind of knew they dropped the ball and that uh, they have a sense kind of to right the ship a little bit here. And so far, everything since then, if you said, Mario, everything's been changed and there's so much optimism going forward. Yeah, And I just feel in a really good place right now, even though we haven't seen it and we don't know if we're going to like it or whatnot, but I'm in a good place right
2: now. Yeah, but but also to your point about not knowing what to expect, I feel like no matter what, we can expect a film that is bold and at the very least memorable, unlike the theatrical cut we got, which was just kind of like toothless and bubblegum and kind of an empty, ultimately forgettable experience. Even if this movie ain't great, it's going to be bold and it's going to be memorable and it's going to be like a Justice League film that lives on for years, unlike correct. the one that we got really? in theaters, you know? So at yeah, least we'll can, have that. Even if we don't love it, we know it'll be – it'll leave its mark in some way.
3: Absolutely. You are correct. Mm-hmm. Not, I, I just want to quote real quick Scott Mendelssohn from, I think, Forbes, but he called it like a, a almost like a Saturday morning cartoon, the original yeah. Justice League theater. yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I got to agree with him because that's kind of what it felt like. So yeah. now we're, it feels like we're going to get the boss. We're going to yeah. get the real. The <laughs> well, real... We're, oh, we're getting the boss already. Right. We're it's getting us. the
0: boss.
1: It's <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> how about your thoughts, buddy?
0: Okay. So I think I've said this before, that originally when I saw Justice League, other than maybe sheer disappointment, I really felt nothing like when I saw it. Like, other than just disappointment and anger, because when you look at the new DC movies that are are coming out now, like a Shazam, like an Aquaman, like a Birds of Prey even, you usually come out of those movies very, like, high-spirited, inspired, you know, emotional. When I saw Justice League, it just felt like it was a complete, like, missed opportunity in every sense of the way. And more than anything, it probably did leave you wanting more, wanting a redemption. So somewhere in the back of my head, I had to believe that at some point, somebody would at least do some kind of documentary or a commentary. But did I actually think that I would see the full-on movie of this? No, I didn't. I thought it was point blank and obvious that Warner Brothers was moving on from this. So just the sheer fact that it's gonna happen... I'm excited because I've always said that when you put the Justice League and the Avengers next to each other, Justice League wins 10 out of 10 in my book every time.
2: I'm with you. I was always a Justice Leaguer over an Avengers person. Mm-hmm. And that's why, that's another one of the reasons, maybe this is like childish, but there's another one of the reasons I was upset that Justice League didn't get its due because it's like, they're, they're my group of heroes. They're the best heroes in the world and Avengers is laughing all the way to the bank and they're they're the ones everyone talks about. Everyone's obsessed with Avengers and mm-hmm. then my Justice Leaguers got the short end of the, uh, of the stick here and it's just, come on, it's on. the like, Justice League.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, so, oh, but one thing I wanted to say, too, real quick, and then we can get into some uh, specific stuff, is I also really like that Zach got to announce it himself. With mm-hmm. fans on there. And yeah. And, like, Henry Cavill on the stream kind of started it with him. The only thing, though, is have you seen, like, when he actually unveiled it on his watch party, or did you kind of just hear about it? I just heard about it. I didn't okay. see, yeah. <laughs> so what's funny is... um. They made you earn it, and I'll have Zednik comment on this quick as well, because it was so funny, because, like, mm-hmm. right before he dropped it, it was so painfully awkward. It was... <laughs> it was no, 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 I'm serious. So, like, you watch the whole film, and then they invited all these fans to ask him questions, and they had already sent in the questions. So it's this giant Zoom call, and
0: yeah.
1: um, him and his wife are you know, scrolling through the questions, and you heard Zach a few times go, do you want to take that one yet? And she's like, no, no, no. So then they're asking all these specific great questions for, for the film, but you can tell everyone's waiting, so then yeah, yeah finally yeah. him and Debbie go, okay, we'll take this person's, and she was the Snyder Cut question. And <laughs> I think he played, and and it was beautiful because it was so human and it was clearly not scripted. But
2: yeah, yeah,
1: he like tried to play coy. He's like, you know, well, well, I have it, but you know, it's still not up in me. <laughs> and then everyone was kind of like down. And then it, really, oh, and then yeah. it really went silent for a few minutes. And there's actually someone if you really listen. Uh, there's, where's there's a fan whose whose camera was on and he just goes oh this is awkward <laughs> like 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 it's verbal and then finally he was like you know a lot of things would have to happen for it to come out and then henry cavill's like well you should probably show it and he's like you think i should show it and then everyone's like yeah and then there's this like five seconds of pause and then like he tried to turn his screen around and he was, like, tapping on the screen a bit. And then he finally turned it around, and it's like, HBO Max, the Snyder Cut, 2021. So I was man. like, thank God. And he's, I was, our father was texting me so much. Like, what's going on? And I'm like, it's not. He didn't do anything yet. Like, he really didn't. Oh, my God, yeah. But crazy. but so it was funny how it all came yeah. out. And God bless that.
3: Henry Cavill, too, man. I mean, yeah. there's got to be a method for why he was on there. We'll get into that. but Yeah. yeah. So where are we at, Nick? Where do you want to go, pal?
0: uh so i would say if we can if you want to jump into specifics like maybe like the sheer results of like what this thing could be Do you want to uh, talk about yeah. the teaser trailer with with gal like, and like wherever you guys want to go i think we we take it yeah how about what what
1: it could be and what could come from it and we'll let our our guest of honor take that away to start
2: well it's interesting because obviously success breeds success so if this thing is a big hit and when it when it arrives the the subscription numbers are through the roof and the view numbers are through the roof you gotta think there's gonna be more and you know from what i've heard from other friends your friends who've been much more involved in all this stuff than i have because like i said I've, i've taken a step back but there are some friends who've been like knee-deep or waist-deep or shoulder-deep and all this Snyder Cut stuff for a couple of years now. And according to them, it seems to be that HBO Max is feeling like all-in on Snyder right now and all of this sort of alternate world that they can explore. So it's like they're ready to invest, provided the audience tells them that there's an appetite for it. And so far, so good. You know, the online audience has been very vocal and very gracious and very appreciative of what's to come. And if and if this leads to you know some great success next year, you know, I think there could be more. What that could be, I, I I'm not sure. But you know, I, I know that you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, the Ayers cut of Suicide Squad seems to be in the pipeline as well. And then there's all these hoax, and this is more just like fanboy dreams, you know, but of like trying to get like Ben Affleck to do a miniseries <laughs> version of what his Batman story would have been, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But the funny thing is, and this is where, you know, I, I, I try to tell people not to get carried away, but then I get carried away because, <laughs> yeah. because this is HBO and HBO, you know, as a brand has a has a track record of reaching for top shelf talent. They've been doing it for 30 years, whatever they make there's their mini series or movies. They get top flight people involved. They get Steven Spielberg and Tom yeah. Hanks and Al Pacino. And, you know, like for years they've always gone for those people who you would never expect to see on TV. Now do TV shows. You remember even with true detective and Matthew McConaughey, yeah. and Woody Harrelson, Absolutely. like, you know, they've always been big on basically bringing Hollywood to your TV. And that's what HBO stands for. Home box office. Right. Yeah. So when you keep that in mind, Like, it wouldn't be beyond, you know, um, the realm of reason for them to make an offer to Affleck to be like, well, listen, what would it cost to do your Batman story here instead? And then the question would really become, would he accept it? You know, but, you know, so that's why it's interesting. Like, I don't want to get carried away, but this is HBO. They do have, like, an unlimited bank account. And if they get the sense that there's a huge audience for these DC stories, like, why wouldn't they try to just continue to go down that rabbit hole and see some of these unused alternate plans, you know?
1: And, and I'm with you. And I'm also with you because with everything you just said was beautiful, and, but on top of it is the audience really likes things that connect now because of the MC. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll never forget the biggest example I had, and here's, here's how I knew and this is when I was kind of scared, you know. On one end, I was kind of with you. I was kind of thankful that, like, the Snyder controversy would end and maybe that the DC films would be a little bit more cohesive. But then I'm like, but they're not going to be as shared, so are people going to be confused? The biggest example of this is um, I have a friend who's into the superhero films, but he's not as, like, into, into them as we uh, are. <laughs> he wanted to hear, um, I got back from seeing Aquaman, And I was hanging out with him, and he goes, oh, uh, how was it? I'm like, it was good, X, Y, Z, blah, blah. And the only question he asked me is, was anyone else in it, and was there, like, an after credit for something to come? Yeah. And I'm like, "Uh, no, not really. Yeah. Maybe just for, like, the Aquaman 2. And he's like, oh. Yeah. And then that was the end of the conversation. So so not only, I think, do they want to invest, I think people are more than likely just, like, a mainstream audience would really buy into seeing some of these people again. And I know Reeves and Robert Pattinson have the benefit of the doubt, which is good. But for some of these other entities, I feel like you kind of just got to keep those going and that would be their best investment because familiarity in Hollywood right now seems to be the, the popular thing of, Oh, you've seen this before, you know, or this connects to this. So you have to watch these, you know? So that's, yeah on it to kind of add on what you said how about you then yeah
3: i mean i it, you know we sound like we're all in agreement here but i i mm-hmm. again hbo it couldn't be in better hands um and, and mario you're right they produce nothing but you know top quality entertainment yeah it, it, it is like having um the theater in your home i mean it is a step above the cw i would say or oh. no. Well, I'm, just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's just a joke. No, that's just a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even about the DC streaming uh, universe, whatever yeah. that is that we, yeah. that we enjoy. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, I'm like you, man. I don't want to. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But I just think that, and, and we'll get specifically. I think we should break down. We'll let Nick talk, and then we'll we'll talk about what we how what we think the format of this thing is going to be. Oh yeah. But oh, yeah, I do believe that even if it's I think at its worst, it's going to be pretty successful. And it is going to bode, it is going to bode well for the future. Mm-hmm. And... Um... I don't know. Just well, to, and, no. and,
2: and honestly, especially if the current like pandemic concerns remain in place too. <laughs> like not to bring up like real life and scary stuff, but like if, if people are still majorly staying at home when this thing comes out, even more of a good thing, more of like a captive audience, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Because yeah. That was one of the reasons too that people felt like this was a perfect time for HBO Max to announce it. Everyone's at home looking for stuff to watch, looking yeah. to the latest obsession, so here let's mention something that we're going to be able to stream right to the comfort of their homes that they can only get on HBO Max, you know, so I feel like you know, if it's true, because some people say that, like, we may be in some form of quarantine still for another year or so, depending on how the, all these reopenings go. Uh, it, 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 it's interesting to think that that could actually play into its into its positives. Right now. so <laughs> you're still right until there's a vaccine. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. And also because of that, nobody's filming anything that's gonna look like this. You know, it takes so yeah, okay. much time mm-hmm. to make like blockbuster entertainment with all these special effects and the stunts and yeah. the costumes. You can't do that while everyone's basically stuck at home or, or all that sort of stuff. So right now here they have enough material to make maybe a month and a half worth of, of content on their on their streamer. And most of that footage is just sitting on a hard drive somewhere. It's like yeah. it is, it's just, They're so lucky that they're going to have access to some really great-looking entertainment before any of the other streamers are. Because no, who else has just this wealth of material laying around? Mm-hmm. Yeah, part. you're
3: right. Nobody. What do you think, Mr. Z? So
0: what what do i think can become of this really um that's a great question because do i really see warner brothers changing any of their quote-unquote plans if this thing is successful not really but (laughs) would i be remiss if i said was there really even a plan anyway to be changed
3: (laughs) That,
2: that's that's what I'm getting at, but finish, your, finish your, what you're yeah. going to say, but I, I do want to kind of piggyback on that. <laughs> is there a plan? What yeah. is there
0: a plan? Um, but I will say this, because you guys know I'm somebody that doesn't really pay attention to detail, you know, so. <laughs> if God. you pay attention to that 34 second teaser, a lot of, maybe not a lot, all of that footage to me looks exactly what he's been posting on Vero for the past I don't know, two and a half years, maybe one. Yeah. So I know for a fact that he had that, that thing has been finished. It just needed touching up. Yeah. So without a shadow of a doubt, this thing was always, at least, in the periphery. It wasn't that, oh, he needs to go back and film it, and we need blah, blah, blah. It was always, no, he just needed the green light for it. But I will say this, because when well, you... Uh- well, to be fair though, there yeah, does,
2: there does need to be some work done on. It. Well, yeah, of
0: course, yeah.
2: They're going yeah. to spend over thirty million dollars trying yeah. to finalize mm-hmm. it. So it's like the materials always been there. Yeah, but you know, it, it was going to need some work. And just, and just if I may for a second, um, in terms of like the what I think, what I thought you were heading at. Was mm-hmm. that he's been working on this ever since, even just on his own time finishing it. That's why I feel like he's been teasing it and showing this stuff because this is material that he's been fine tuning on his own since he got removed for the project. You know, and now that's why. So it might be further along than we think, but yeah. I don't think it's as complete as um, you know some fans would love to think. it
0: is. Mm-hmm. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> I no, no, and then I was just gonna, I was just gonna say because. A lot of what's going to come from this to me is there's a lot of redemption. There's a lot of, like, second chance that comes from this. There's a there's a, a last hurrah that comes from some of these people, Affleck included. But the thing that kind of is interesting to me, and I don't know if this really correlates to anything because it probably doesn't considering we saw him in that CW cro- cro- crossover, excuse me, but... I think people are going to come out of this wanting Ezra Miller's Flash even more. And I think if there was any uncertainty that he wasn't the Flash after this, I think it's kind of thrown out the window now. And I think Ray Fisher is going to be the heart and soul of the movie like he deservedly so. So my ending point on where this is is that it really was ironic that this thing was like the domino effect of the DCEU at the time. But now it really seems like it's going to be the saving grace of it all.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's going to give them a chance to sort of get back on course. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know, did you guys hear this latest about, um, it looks like Cyborg, Ray Fisher is going to be in that Flash movie
1: now? Yes, which we did. is, which yeah. is I, I like that. I think that's a nice uh, launching point for him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing, that's another thing that, when, when we're looking
2: at that list of things we never thought would happen, yeah. You know, it, it It seemed like Cyborg's run, Ray Fisher's run as Cyborg, was ostensibly, you know, neutered, cut out, and yeah. finished. So no one, are you know, His solo movie seemed to disappear, and and if, you know, nobody really thought we'd ever see him again. And now, you know, we're going to see him in this Flashpoint movie, apparently, and and apparently more than that too, because I've also heard like there's other aspects of this Flashpoint movie that hark back. To the original plan for it from a few years ago. Oh, wow, including like a certain other Batman.
3: Group.
0: Interesting, you know,
2: like the Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yep, oh, Wayne. No. you are talking Morgan, about
1: Daddy, Daddy, right?
2: Daddy Morgan, yeah. Daddy Wayne. We're <laughs> talking about like the uh, Daddy Wayne Batman, might be. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and that's just and that, I mean that's just a rumor, you know. But I, I uh, uh-huh. as of as of a few months ago there apparently was a push to try to get Morgan to sign on for Flashpoint because that seems to be what they wanted to do. I li- listen, a lot's happened in the last few months, but I-, I did lay eyes on some official documentation that not only listed Ray Fisher as a cast member for this next Flash movie, but had you know uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Thomas Wayne in the script and they were trying to get him to commit to do it. That's wow. awesome. so, I think he would do it. I, th- wow. I think he's going to do it. I think he would too, and yeah. that's the thing yeah. too. So, so that's so that, that's another interesting aspect of this because, on, on the surface, it seems like this is all going to be to the benefit of HBO Max and be you know uh, specifically a TV sort of thing, but if Cyborg's getting his job back, maybe there is some synergy between what's going to happen on HBO Max. And what's going to happen on the big screen? So that's another thing to kind of keep 100%. an eye on too. Yeah, there's so many possibilities. I guess is the point. It looks like the whole the future is like an open canvas right now for for DC. So it's kind of, uh, well, not kind of. It's very
1: freaking exciting, and that's a beautiful thing, man. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Which is great. So 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 I have a question for everyone, and it's there's kind of a rumor going around about like what this thing's going to look like. Is it going to be a giant four-hour film, or is it going to be episodic, like between four and six parts? What do, you, what do you guys want? What do you guys prefer? We'll start with you again, Mr. Robles. I'm curious. Oh, Jesus. You're going to
2: get tired of hearing me talk.
1: That's okay. Um, oh, no, no, you're <laughs>
0: going
2: to be... Well, here's the thing. It, th- there's what I think it's going to be, and what makes the most business sense. And in this case, I think it's both. Uh, what I think it's going to be is a six episode miniseries. It's going to be like a special event that lasts several weeks, kind of like Watchmen was. I think Watchmen was eight episodes.
1: Yeah. I think they're
2: going to try to get a six episode miniseries out of this. I know in like some of the early, very official reporting on like the Hollywood Reporter and stuff like that about this, you know, Snyder was apparently talking about potentially like writing Cliff hangers, adding some new material to kind of round out the edges and make it play more like a TV series than as a film. And I think that makes a lot of sense because to try to get people excited for one four hour special event movie, it's a lot harder to get them excited for that than like, here's a six week series that you could follow in brief installments. You know, I was talking to, to Mr. Caruso senior. Yeah, uh, reporting we <laughs> about this, mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, uh, hang on, I just lost my train of thought saying Mr. Caruso Sr. Should I just call you Nicholas? <laughs> that's you know right, Nicholas. That's right. I don't okay. know.
0: What, what do you think, Nick? Huh?
2: <laughs> just call me Daddy Batman, or whatever. You <laughs> call oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, I, I, I was talking to uh, Daddy Batman about this, and um, you know, we, like the Irishman was this once in a lifetime thing, right? With right. Martin Scorsese and Al Pacino and Joe Pesci and it was a historical drama and it had all this buzz around it. And people still bitched and moaned about having to see a three and a half to four hour movie. Yeah. So that's why I feel like they're not gonna wanna do that again with Justice League, you know, oh. and on top of that too, like they don't only Want to appeal to the Snyder fan. They don't only want to appeal to the people who tweeted the hashtag and signed the petitions. They want to try to get everyone in on this. And it's easier to do that with a series where everything is nice and like contained that here's 46 minutes of entertainment and a cliffhanger leading you to episode two, as opposed to now here watch an entire four-hour movie. You know, it's just—I think it's much more appealing to break it up, and I really do think that's the way they're going to go. And I think, you know, some of the verbiage used on how they prepared for this, I find interesting. You know, because Zach and Deborah were talking to THR about it, and they're like, you know, between the time that they were given the okay to pursue this and the time it was announced and made official. You know, they poured through all that footage to "quote unquote" like see what to do with it, see how, see like what they can do with this footage. That that tells me that it's not just about let's tell that story as it was. It's they're trying to find ways to reshape the story for a new medium. You know what I mean? And make it like a new version of what that was going to be. So, yeah, I I think it's going to be like a six-week special event mini, you know, mini series. I think, and that's going to help with subscription numbers too, because some people, like if it's just a single day thing, then they could just subscribe for a day, watch the movie, and cancel their subscription. If it's a month and a half long process, then you're going to keep your subscription for a while. And in their mentality, you're more likely to check out other stuff on the network and then decide to keep it when the Justice League is over, as opposed to, all right, it's going to be, it's arriving this Sunday. So I'm going to subscribe that
1: morning and desubscribe on Monday morning to save a buck. You know? So you know what? Abs- yeah. Absolutely. And I and I couldn't agree more. Zendik, how about you? Do you want the four-hour film or do you want six parts?
0: So I want the six parts mainly because if you go back and watch that Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, for 10 oh, weeks, yeah. they were able to create the ultimate hype once a week on mm-hmm. Sunday. Got yeah. people talking. Twitter was always nuts. And you wanted to see the next episode right then and there. So I think personally, it means more if it's six episodes, because that tells me that they're not just saying, oh, here it is. Take, take it, leave it, is what it is. If it's six episodes, you know, you cash in on the hype, you get people talking about it. And I think they, you know, and it's always good to drag it out a little bit, personally. but
2: I love that. You're so right. I didn't even
0: think about that. It gives it
2: time to build, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if if the first episode's amazing and ends on a crazy cliffhanger, everyone's going to race and
1: tell their friends about it. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, you're so right.
1: Absolutely. And and, and one thing I'm actually wondering, too, because HBO does have a habit of doing this a lot, uh, especially after episodes, sometimes. I wonder if they're going to do, like, any additional like show the process of filming it and he like talk yeah. with the actors talking with anyone about the journey i think it would be cool if they also if they put together some sort of like snyder cut fan montage where it's all these people talking about like how they felt or whatever. I don't know. I, I think they could do a lot with it that actually extends, or even
2: like a like a one-hour preview documentary on the night of the premiere, like in the hour oh, leading up to episode yeah.
0: one. Oh, yeah. yeah, Here's
2: kind of like a look at the journey that brought us here. You know, And yeah, that yeah. All awesome. that would be cool.
1: Mm-hmm. All that would be really cool. How about you, Dad? What yeah. You listen,
3: uh, I disagree with you guys. I want the fifty-two part. um uh, <laughs> <the 52 laughs> <not the two laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, I don't want six parts. I want. I want. <laughs>
0: Want um, every episode to be five minutes long?
3: When I listen to you guys, when when I'm I'm, I'm listening to you guys talk, I'm geeking out so much here because like <laughs> I can see one episode just being the the, the history episode of the yeah. war. Yeah, that you know where we're like he delves into because somebody on Twitter had asked him how long that sequence was. Was it only the 12? And he said it was significantly longer. Than yeah. It had. And Mario, I and Nick and Nick, I could see him going into like, you know, the Thangarians, the the, the Lanterns, Irish, the yeah. Amazonians, mm-hmm. you know, Darkseid yeah. War. I mean, let's think of the possibilities here of the gods, the new gods, the old gods. Like, we could be sitting here for six or seven weeks, and you know how how we watch these shows sometimes, and like. They go along, and then all of a sudden, they'll do a flashback episode.
1: Yeah, I can yeah.
3: see that, and I'm so excited about that possibility of one whole episode
1: mm-hmm. just
3: delving into the history of like the DC yeah. universe. And then on top of that, I could also see it where maybe one episode really does focus on Cyborg. Yeah. Uh, maybe one ep- episode really focuses on the Flash. Yeah. And his greatest is Jason is and and Jason doesn't really need the publicity with Aquaman because he has, but how cool is it to further delve into what was supposed to be shown Yeah, and just further enhance what he's got coming. So, so Mario, Nick and Nick, I I could see this thing stretching out over six weeks and it's going to be like a DC fans dream because, and I do believe that it, it's purpose of course to enhance HBO max subscriptions, but I think it's going to create um, the fever for the flash movie. Yeah. And for further projects with Ray coming on board with cyborg. So, you know, I'm just all smiles guys. I'm (laughs) listening to you guys and you know, know I'm geeking out. Yeah. (laughs) I mean,
2: sorry, keep going. I
3: mean, you know, and I, and I just, and I hope in the final episode, it just fades to black. And journeys don't stop believing. Plays. <laughs> I, just, <what? laughs> oh. I think that would be awesome. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, let, you had me right up until the end. <laughs> I was with you. I was you right know. next to you cheering.
1: I and got you. You, it. you <laughs> just see.
3: You just. You just see Cavill rip his suit off. Oh Jesus! Of no stop
1: right. Believing. Right. Although,
3: although
2: the reason I'm geeking out now is because you made mention of the lanterns. Yes. And and listen we know that the lanterns are you know, were supposed to factor in a little larger in in Snyder's original version of this and for some reason i didn't make this connection to now and it's probably still incredibly unlikely to happen but we know that there's supposed to be a green lantern core series on yeah, um, correct so it would be a very smart play if they could somehow create some synergy between the two yeah. Allude to the lanterns and kind of have that allude to the lanterns we're going to see in that series. So yeah. that would be an interesting way to go about it. But then what, get, what, what makes me not so sure is I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be a Jeff Johns thing. Is it not? Or did that think it not? is? I believe yeah. it is, Mario. At one it, point it it was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's the only thing. So I, I don't know how like Johns and Snyder working together. Uh, would go at this point since there, you know, was some, you know, Johns was kind of at the forefront of helping to change things the first time around. And, you know, I I don't say that to like vilify Johns. I actually, I think he had good intentions and I think if the studio would have supported it a different, and delayed those films and, 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 Gone about things more responsibly. Who knows if where Johns wanted to go would have been exciting? Because remember, Justice League ended with the tease for Legion of Doom. Justice League ended with them setting up the Hall of Justice table and saying we need room for more. Like there's stuff that could have come from where Johns wanted to go. That unfortunately, that also got scrapped. Everything got scrapped. Everything. Um, (laughs) Plan A got scrapped. Plan B got scrapped. It's just insanity. But the point is, like. If Johns is still overseeing Green Lantern Corps, I could see that potentially being an issue. But on the flip side, how amazing would it be if those two are able to, like, quote-unquote, bury the hatchet, and we find out that Green Lantern Corps is going to have some connection to the things we're seeing in Zack Snyder's Justice League? I mean, that would be, woo amazing. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely,
1: 100%. Absolutely. All right, Zennick, I know there's something you wanted to talk about next.
0: I sure did. Uh hope. Because we would be absolutely remissed if we had the resident superman here and we didn't talk about the guy that is always in the center of all of this. Isn't it ironic? Yeah. So, Mario, I'm I'm sure you've talked about it to an extent already, but Yeah. There are reports going around that Henry Cavill is gonna don the red cape again but it's not for a Man of Steel 2. It's yep. for a cameo role, and they can, they kind of compared him to, like, how the Hulk is used in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So let, let, let me ask you, as, as a diehard Superman fan, but as somebody that's not really a big fan of the Cavill take, does Warner Brothers just see Superman as a glorified cameo? Do they not think that a Superman solo film can sustain, like, financial success is it because of the witcher like like where's your mindset with superman right now
2: see to me it's very simple and 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 some folks get a little like worked up about this but i think you just have to look at the numbers and the unfortunate truths and here are the numbers the unfortunate truths uh henry cavill's outings as superman so far none of them have had lived up to what the studio had hoped you know man of steel did the best but it still wasn't quite what they were expecting and listen and that's just you know i'm that's not a judgment on the film but there was an expectation coming from the men who gave you the dark knight trilogy (laughs) you know they thought you know giving goyer and nolan and getting snyder's amazing visuals and all that stuff to make a man of steel like they thought this was going to be like you know, the Batman Begins, the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, they, they thought they were going to get into their big, like, billion-dollar sort of mark with Man of Steel. They wanted this to be, like, their big, huge thing. And then it did in the mid-600s, got very mixed reviews, and was very sort of polarizing amongst the fan base. And then BVS came out, and we know how, how things went with BVS. And then Justice League came out, and all the talk was about his terrible mustache and how bad his face looked. So if you're Warner Brothers and you're looking at Henry Cavill as Superman, you're thinking this might be damaged goods. You know, unfortunately, even if if we like the guy, even if we think he's great in the role, he's been involved with three projects that only the first one – did close to what we wanted, and it's been kind of downhill ever since. So that's why they're not racing to green light another $200 million Superman movie, because that's what a good Superman movie will cost, you know, with all the flying effects and all the sci fi action. Superman movies are going to be inherently very expensive. And unfortunately working against him is the fact that the three times we've seen him so far have kind of underwhelmed or led to more controversy or memes making fun of his face and all that or making fun of the Martha scene. Like he unfortunately is connected to a lot of things that are not, you know, working in his favor. So what I see going on here, and I think it's reasonable, and I talked about this on the last episode of The Fanboy, yeah, is that they're gonna wanna see how fans respond to him. Through these different appearances, he's going to make another movies. So I assume we're probably going to see him involved with Shazam or Black Adam or something. It's, yeah. it's a natural way to go since they had the cameo at the end of the first Shazam. And yeah. I guess they want to see what kind of buzz is created, what what fans are saying, what critics are saying. They want to see if this Superman still has viability before they decide, okay, let's give him a movie again. So I kind of understand this cautious thing. I know we all want to just jump up and down and scream in, in excitement. Oh, come on, give him a sequel! He's going to get a sequel. Mm-hmm. But it's like we have to look at the numbers. We have to look at the unfortunate truths that for, for seven years, his version of Superman now is, hasn't really been on a winning streak. You yeah. know, and we have to factor that in and give Warner Brothers, you know, a little bit of um, you know patience and understanding around. They still need to figure out if this Superman can do what they think Superman can do. And yeah. for now, unfortunately, wow. you know, they they're taking a wait and
1: see approach. Absolutely. So I actually have on the same topic, I have a follow up question for you and and so we want you to keep talking because we love when you talk. You are our <laughs> guest of the day. But, <laughs> but so so the follow up question I have for you is I you've talked about this a little bit on other shows, but us three have kind of talked about it on the show a lot. So I want yeah. the chance for some of our audience to hear your take on it and it's just and you'll know where i'm going with it so i'm just gonna ask you the question Terrified. is why was cavill right there with snyder when he announced it because it seems like of all the cast of the movie he was the one for a long time who yeah it seemed he wasn't for it so tell me why you think he was there well i think Danny
2: Garcia his manager realized now that the way they were going about things wasn't working they were trying to create a ton of distance between themselves and Snyder's vision which made a lot of sense you know when when she came into the scene in 2016 2017 Snyder's name was a toxic thing at Warner Brothers they were already yeah. Desperately trying to course correct. So if you're his manager and you're hearing, oh, they want nothing to do with that guy. Okay, let's say we don't want that guy's stuff. We 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 want nothing to do. Let us create some separation between us and that. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 that's the thing. You know, Cavill has said many things along the way that make it seem like even he was really happy to be done with the Snyder era. And who knows, maybe he was. But I don't want to try to put um, thoughts or words in his mouth. But the point is this, that strategy wasn't working. He no. didn't get his sequels, he didn't get his cameos, and Warner Brothers remained sort of, you know, tepid on him. But yeah. on the flip side, this release, the Snyder Cut movement, was getting stronger and stronger until it hit its zenith on the uh, two-year anniversary of the yeah. release of the theatrical cut last November. And I think something happened there where after Snyder got the call to, where they said, okay, we're interested in this, you know, Garcia found out, oh, wait a minute. So now they're cool with the Snyder thing, and now, you know, they're going to continue on that story, and this is going to be a chance for people to see Henry as Superman again in a way that's a little more respectable? All right, so now let's go ahead and wrap our arms around this project again, because this might be the way we get to be Superman again. Because i that's still the long game. The big picture is, you know, if you're the person managing Cavill's career, you want him to have... That kind of role for the foreseeable future. You know, you don't want him to be the guy who was one Superman but is now kind of struggling through TV series. You know, you want him to be that big A-list tentpole superstar. So they want him to be Superman for the foreseeable future. So right now, they, I think they see the Snyder Cut as their path to getting Cavill under the cape again. So now it's like, all right, let's go ahead and embrace this Snyder cut movement because this is going to be what brings Henry back ultimately. Yeah. Going on our own isn't working. So let's get re- reconnected to what brought Henry to the dance, which is the Snyder's DC movies. And then from there, Hopefully, we get a movie with a writer and a director that's more in line with where Henry wants to go. But at least Snyder's movies will be able to kind of bring Henry back in hopefully a positive way. Does that make any sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting that it seemed like Snyder's vision was his one way ticket out of the Cape, and now it looks like it's his one way ticket in the Cape. It's, it's, and if you think of it
2: too, like if it's almost like the cyborg thing too, like if, if Ray Fisher is going to be in Flashpoint now because of oh yeah Snyder, you know, the Snyder cut, then it's interesting if Kent, you know, Henry gets the cape back because of the Snyder cut. So in a way, yeah, it's like Snyder, you know, th- this
1: alternate cut of Justice League is getting everyone their jobs back. <laughs> it's funny because at the beginning of the day, it started with Snyder, all these casts, all these people. Yeah. And then it looks like at the end of the day, it's still all because of him. You know what I mean? It's it's so – we're we're never going to see something like this again, I think. Well,
3: you have to give him credit because uh, yeah. his casting choices were yes. you know, spot on. Oh, I mean, yeah. if he did one thing
1: right, he plucked everyone. I mean, I mean yeah,
2: Absolutely. That's one area where even when I was my most ardent, like salty, anti-Snyder fan – I've always given him credit for his casting. He found amazing people to play these roles and to help reinvent these roles. In the case of Jason Momoa, he's got an eye for how to like cast these characters. He really does.
1: It's and then I think with that, you just see the extra amount of care he puts into it too, and and just the awareness. And it's it's so great to think that like. At one point, and like why I'm the happiest just to go on a quick like side tangent real quick while we're on the topic of Zach real quick, is it's – we'll never know for sure. I don't think what exactly happened unless he ever talks about it one day. But all we know is pretty much he was working on Justice League. They weren't liking it. There was the fallout from his last movie. Unfortunately, there was some terrible, terrible tragedy which his daughter, God rest her soul. And he left the project. Now, for the last two years, there's been the, the talk. Oh no, he was fired. Oh no, he walked away under his own power. Blah blah blah. I'm just glad that that at the end of the day, he gets to share and finish this vision. Because mm-hmm. regardless of what it's doing for us, I'm. I would I would say I would safely assume it's probably really cathartic and great for him as well to get his own closure and his own validation. From an artistic integrity standpoint, so I think that's one of the cool things that are that are really coming out of this too.
2: Well, if I may say this also in defense of Snyder, which is something I'm not known for doing, but in defense of Snyder, (laughs) like you know, in a lot of ways, so much was taken away so quickly. You know, he he, they they approved all of his plans. You know, there was even a delay that people forget about when it comes to BVS. That movie was supposed to come out in 2015.
1: You're right. So yeah. there was a
2: delay there as they came up with the scripts and general outline for where this was all going, and then they, you know, and then after the delay is where this firm plan was put in place for what BVS would be and for, and for what it would lead to, which was Justice League one and two and the Flash movie and the Cyborg movie and the Batman movie, you know, that came from those meetings. And Snyder didn't make those decisions on his own. You know, he presented a plan to the studio. The the studio said. Yes, and we're going to announce it at a press event. We're off to the races, and then before the the very first movie in that plan could even come out, they cut a half hour out of it and basically kicked them off. Yeah, you know, like kicked them out of the editing bay. Yeah, remember that with, with BVS? Like, yeah, so they never like they they approved of the plan, but then never let it actually come to fruition. So even BVS was a bastardized version of what he wanted to do. Which we know what he wanted to do is that Ultimate Edition. Which, even though it's a half hour longer, it it actually feels shorter because it's edited much better. It's a much more complete yeah. movie. It gives Clark's subplot a lot more heft. You know, it, it's it's it, it, to me, it, it, it's a much more watchable experience. And yet, that shows you that the studio was already tampering with him in the middle of BVS, and then everything that happened with Justice League. So, I guess my point is this: like, they gave him the th- the, the green light then pulled the rug out from under him. And it's like, yes, this is poetic justice to give him a chance now to go back and finish his vision that they had already said he can do. You know, it's like, it's crazy that we're here. But to me, I'm very happy for him that he gets to go back and do that because there have been several little injustices here along the way. Because on top of that too, the messaging was all screwed up. Mm-hmm. The messaging from the public relations standpoint was this is our answer to yeah. Marvel. This is going to be our big shared universe, which I think is another reason why people bristled at some of Snyder's bolder choices. If people knew that that wasn't really the plan, he wasn't trying to do this no. multifaceted, you know, 25 movie franchise that's going to last for 10 or 15 years. He had five specific stories he wanted to tell. Mm -hmm. that would have involved all this stuff, you know, Batman dying and Superman's death and resurrection. You know, he had a specific story with a specific end point that would have taken maybe six years to pursue. And if people knew that that's what this was going to be, I think they would have been much more open-minded about what they saw. Look, they were open-minded about Joker because it seemed to be its own thing. Yeah. Yep. You know, so even me as a fan, like I think if I would have gone into BVS, with the mindset of this is going to be like a joker thing it's going to be its own thing it may not be my thing but it's a thing let's give it a chance i yeah. might have enjoyed it more but now you're seeing it and they're killing off uh jimmy olsen and there's all these just these bold choices that are going to are going to turn me off now cuz like well this is not a mythology that i like or recognize or want to spend the next 10 years in so now i'm just that you're giving me this weird version of the story you know but if i know that this is just a limited run and this is uh, we're just going down a little you know rabbit hole here a branched path an elseworld tale almost then i would have been like much more on i would have been much more interested so warner brothers did this man no favors by trying to say that these movies are supposed to be like their answer to the mcu because it, it, that was never yeah. intended to be. He was intending to tell one specific arc and then basically it would be over. It would be like the it would be like what happened with the the, the Nolan Dark Knight trilogy. Right. It yeah. Began, right Yeah, it had a beginning, middle and end and then that's it. And now we move it's on good. to the next thing. Yeah. That's what okay. Snyder's movies were going to be. But they were selling it to us. Like, this is the big DC universe you get to look forward to for the foreseeable future. And the problem with that is if you don't like where he's going with it, now you're like, oh, well, then I'm going to sit these out then. Because this yeah. is not the universe that I like. Absolutely. You know, and, they,
3: and the problem, really, with them, are was they needed somebody in charge there, too. They needed their Kevin Fahey, which they yeah. really so had. To
2: control the narrative. Yeah. and like
3: what There were these mixed messages, you know. I just have to echo on what you said, though, because I'm a firm believer that had BVS been released with the ultimate cut, that half hour, I think that movie would have hit a billion dollars. I think it would have critically been received a little better. And I often wonder if that half hour (laughs) ruined everything. Just let the man have that half hour, release that three-hour cut. Would, would Would that have led to... The Justice League being made the way he wanted it to would have let. Obviously, we're speculating here, but I just I agree with you that that half hour in BVS makes that movie so much more cohesive.
2: Yeah, so much more so understandable
3: close. and relatable that the lay audiences, because I know people too that aren't fans, but when they watch that movie versus the, the theatrical cut, they're like, "Oh God, I that was so much better," I you agree. know. And they're like, it wasn't, and you're right. They're like, it really was, didn't feel long. It wasn't painful. Everything made sense. And even,
2: yeah. They're like,
3: where's the sequel? And I'm like, well, the sequel was Justice League. They're like, oh my God, that was terrible. (laughs) They're like, how could that be the sequel? I'm like, well, that's the sequel, you know?
2: It's just you know it 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 goes to show you that he 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 was hobbled right out of the gate you know like absolutely yeah he he had this whole plan of stories he was going to tell and then right in the very first step because your Man of Steel is technically the first step but remember that there was still like a wait and see approach they they didn't have all the sequels and all that stuff lined up until after that. I mean, there was a whole thing too with legalities too where like they had to get a a Superman movie into theaters or the creators were going to get the rights back to Superman. I don't know if you guys remember all that. Right, right. There was a whole thing where like if they don't have a Superman in production and coming out by a certain time, they're going to lose Superman and there was even talks of like, you know, they could sell Superman to Marvel. You know, like there was all kinds kinds (laughs) of insanity. Yeah. So when they made Man of Steel, it was very much like, well, is this going to work? Maybe that's why the stakes were too high. Maybe that's why they were expecting, you know, to, you know they are hoping for too much. But yeah. when they made Man of Steel, there was no direct, like, here's where we're going next. So even though that's technically the first step, the real first step in Zack Snyder's DCEU was going to be BVS and how that was going to be the launch pad for everything else. And then they hobbled it before we even got to see it. It's just mismanagement to the
3: highest order. From a major motion picture studio? Major motion yeah. picture. I mean, just crazy, right? I mean, you know, these people make hundreds of million dollars a year, and I... And they're and they're managing one of the greatest franchises of all these heroes or whatnot. And I mean,
2: this is a slam dunk. Yep. You've, you, yeah. you, Warner Brothers has owned DC since the late sixties. All right. right. Marvel yep. had to jump through all kinds of hoops to get the rights to all their yeah. characters. Right. right, right. You know, like Warner Brothers could have done this whole shared universe or whatever, or, or these synergistic, you know. Um, Projects for what's that? Fifty years now they've been able to do it, and now is when they're trying to basically play catch
1: up in the last five years. It's just it's so just pathetic. It's so interesting. It's so interesting. Zemek, what else you got for us? Anything else?
0: Two things. Lovely. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> and number two, over or under that by twenty twenty four, we're gonna see a solo Superman movie. Starring Henry Cavill. All
1: right, you give us your take first, and then you go first.
0: You want me? You want me to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
3: We haven't heard your lovely voice for a while. I want
0: to hear it, please. <laughs> oh, oh, please don't worry. I'm, I'm too busy saving people. Don't worry. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing my next expose, might I add. All right. <laughs> I think somewhere right now, The Rock is raising his nice glass of bourbon. And he is smiling at his laptop right now because he knows exactly what's going in motion here. And I think he's counting the days down to August 22nd because I know for a fact that something big has got to play down there. Otherwise, it's the biggest missed opportunity if it doesn't. Number Wait, two. That DC fandom event? Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm going to say Yes. I think we are going to see a solo Superman movie by 2024. I don't think it's Man of Steel 2, but I think it's Henry Cavill and I think it's Superman. The caveat be however. Man of tomorrow. Yeah, but the caveat for me is is it HBO Max or is it like the theater, like the motion picture? That's what I'm wondering, but I'm going to say by 2024, Cavill is going to be in his own Superman. Movie or TV series?
2: Wow, I, I like I like your boldness and your
1: uh, your confidence there, Mrs. Edna.
0: Got to give some hope, Mario.
1: Yes, I did uh, too. Who's yeah. next? Yeah, yeah, I like that too. Um, I definitely think The Rock is a is is a really huge factor and i think he's a larger factor than we think in a lot of this dc stuff mm-hmm. i definitely think he is going to have something up his sleeve at the fandom event i also think he's going to be an integral part of bringing cavill back because like they've both wanted it forever and and the, and he's not been quiet about it um it's funny that that you say 2024 uh, i hope so i i do hope it's earlier because if you think about it that's crazy that i know he's going to be in these other cameos but it's crazy to think his next film solo film would be 10 11 years after his first one isn't that crazy oh, yeah isn't that crazy to well you think have about? the pandemic
3: to thank for that though we,
1: we, yeah because yeah, everything's true.
3: pushed so far back that is true kind of, you have to think and his, and his schedule's pretty full with uh, the witcher, witcher
1: and yeah but which I which I always thought would have helped him a little bit more than it did to get Superman back cause yeah. how how popular the Witcher was in terms of streaming and whatever but I digress yeah so I definitely think the rock's up to something I hope 2024 or earlier I do think we'll see him in a solo yeah I, dad I, how about you Anything I think the more?
3: rock is is creating he's he's gonna create his own franchise within the within the DCEU here. And it's going to be. It's going to involve a lot of people. I'm going to take a different stance than you guys. I I don't see Henry getting a standalone solo film. Oh, okay. I do think. Uh-huh. I do think that Henry's going to be take the the course of action a little bit like you talked about Marvel with the Hulk. I see Henry, um, but I see him being a bigger part of some things coming mm-hmm. up, like in Black Adam. Um, I I can see a scenario where. And this is what I would like to see, and I, and I know you guys are big Superman fans, and I don't mean to, to rain on your parade. I would love to see Henry be, you know, the, the leader of the Justice League, because we, we're not going to see that, obviously. We don't think we're going to see yeah. that even in the Zack Snyder cut. I want to see what I've been reading in comics all my life, where he really helms and takes the lead in Justice League 2, and where he's more the focal point of it, than everybody else. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't think we're going to see Ben return necessarily. Or I, I, or I can see now see a justice league movie without Batman or Batman's more in the background, sort of has a tactical leader, mm-hmm. somebody kind of like with the headphones on yeah. directing certain things. That's where I see it going. I see Henry in a lot of DC projects, not by 2024. He may have his own soul Superman movie after that, But I think he's going to be more a part of everything DCEU going forward.
2: Mm -hmm. For me, the rock connection, the rock and sock connection, the rock connection, I think, uh, you know, it cannot be underestimated, especially because he's also a producer. On the on Shazam and Black Adam, like he he's working on this whole thing from a big picture, per, you know, perspective. You know, he's not unlike in Fast and Furious and other stuff where he's just an actor and a small part in a much bigger machine. He's helping to drive these movies. And Danny Garcia is his his, his manager and his ex wife and all this sort of stuff. But like it's all interconnected, where him and Henry are both you know working with Danny. Uh, his three, what is the three Bucks Productions is producing and overseeing Shazam 1 and 2 yeah. and Black Adam. And he's been adamant about having some sort of confrontation with Superman for years, years and years. He, if, if you check his social media content, whenever he talks about DC, he references Superman and how important that character is to him. But also, like, he likes to kind of um, antagonize Superman. There was even a thing where, like, before he decided he was going to do Black Adam, you know, DC had, had had offered him basically almost, like, an open-ended thing, where, like, we want you as part of DC Entertainment, who do you want to play? Because he had become yeah. such a big star. And at one point he had circled Lobo, at one point he'd circled Shazam, actually playing Shazam. At one point he even posted a thing of the John Stewart Green Lantern.
1: He did, And, yeah. and,
2: and, he po- and it was all about, like, um, You know, John Stewart's Green Lantern versus Superman. Like he posted some bit from like a comic book strip or something like that, referencing fighting Superman or something like that. So Rock has had this obsession with with facing off or being involved with Superman for years. And he even like when 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 Black Adam got announced like officially a year and a half ago, he posted a Boss Logic. Uh, poster that had his Black Adam fighting Henry Cavill, Superman, like all the, the rock is obsessed with this idea. So I guess my point is this, like if, if Cavill is back in the fold and they're trying to get him to do smaller scale appearances in other DC films and the rock is producing and preparing to film a couple of DC films, I think it's only logical that we're going to see him involved with Shazam 2, we're going to see him involved with Black Adam, and if those go very, very well, then yes, I could see another Henry Cavill solo film by around 2024, give or take maybe another year or so, depending on who knows what all these delays are going to do, because Black Adam was supposed to be December of 2021, now that's probably going to go into 2022, so everything is getting a little delayed, but I do think there's a likelihood we'll see Cavill get his own movie again, but it's going to be entirely dependent on how he's received and how he's used in these next couple of other DC films.
1: What's funny. And just to kind of wrap this up with a, a weird kind of comical comment before I think Zendik is going to bring us home here is uh, it, it's, it's funny. I know like sometimes when all this time passes, we're, we're kind of worried about like actors in their ages. And I know Cavill's, uh, late thirties right now, so the idea of him playing Superman even a few years from now is crazy. But then you got to think about like the guy looks like a Greek god, so he's probably fine until twenty thirty for him. <laughs> Maybe yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean all these, all these. I mean even
3: I mean look at Robert Downey, he's close to my age and he's played he Batman.
1: In he's his in his business, middle fifties, yeah. and I mean, Iron Man, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm, yeah,
3: yeah, I'm yeah, I'm sorry, but so I, I just think that. It's, I don't think yeah. we should worry about that, you know. I think these guys all...
1: Even Affleck's, dude, he's looking good. Yeah. Have you seen Affleck lately? He's looking yeah. great. And,
3: and let me ask you guys, before yeah. we wrap
2: up, I want to ask you, like, which you would prefer. So let's say that Cavill's back, and there's talk of doing another Justice League movie. <gasps> <laughs> right, and because yeah, yeah, because the Snyder cut the, the Snyder cut goes so well, and everyone loves the Flash movie and Cyborg and Aquaman two goes great, and Patty Jenkins third Wonder Woman goes great. So all of a sudden, we're like, okay, we got to do Justice League again. Uh, what do you prefer? Do you prefer for them to find some weird like sci-fi comic booky way to bring Robert Pattinson's Batman into that timeline using like Flashpoint, or do you rather they just recast Ben? you know because chances the chances of ben returning you know continue to seem very unlikely so i guess my question is would you want them to bring in batson or would you like them to bring in another actor who's basically playing batfleck though like someone who's meant to be that version of batman Man, that's a great question. We're, we're, and where there's basically, <laughs> and I and I talked about this last year on the podcast, but it's the yeah. idea of there being two Batman: one that yeah. exists in the DCEU uh, time, you know, continuity, and then the Battenson one that exists in his own world. Gotcha. So I, for you three, what would you prefer: a recasting of Batfleck, and it's still basically Batfleck, and you'll have Jeremy Irons there,
0: mm-hmm. or
2: do we bring in the Robert Pattinson, Jeremy Wright Batman into this established canon? Zemek, you go because I'm
0: like,
1: I'm thinking. <laughs> uh,
0: I have my answer. I think out of respect for for Ben, I think we we don't go to that take anymore. I personally, I think Batman works better without the Justice League for whatever reason. At least on a cinematic standpoint. But but
2: for better or worse you got to remember these heroes already have interacted with a Batman. So if these heroes are going to get yeah. a Justice League again, That's true. it'll be weird to not have a bat, you know? So that's why I'm asking like is the who do you want under the cowl? Do you want it to be someone who's meant to be Ben or do you want them to find a way to get Batson into this continuity?
0: Oh, then then I think in that case I think you find somebody that wants to do it. I'm I'm not in the vein that, you know, a crossover yeah. battington just for the sake of crossing over if they got somebody that really wants to do it
2: like army hammer
0: like army hammer like <laughs> like john ham just i'd say go Mark for Mark.
3: it it was always a good choice he was you know, always, yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Man, always and, and he was the
2: studio's top choice i've had that confirmed ten times. Oh, sure. I, yeah, I, I was,
3: yeah. dude i believe you 100 yeah, percent. I, I, I think yeah i and he
2: had a choice too. He really was. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, I've had so many people reach out to me since that whole scoop thing didn't work out to say like just so you know, you weren't nuts. Like that—that that, the studio was pushing hard, and that's what they wanted to happen. Yeah, but yeah. Then it didn't. But either way, sorry. But you, go back to what you were
3: saying. <laughs> yeah. So Nick, you want you want them to cast somebody completely new, right? Then you would
0: yes, work. yes.
3: Okay. See, for me, I have no problem because I I think this Flashpoint thing is going to. Uh, is gonna course correct and open the multiverse, and yeah, Daddy that Batman. That our heads are gonna spin, <laughs> and I and I can I I'm fine with Pattinson because I think he's gonna be established. I do think we're gonna get a Justice League too. Um, I would love it to be versus the Legion of Doom, like you would, you would referenced oh, earlier.
2: God, that would that would be, great. be a dream
3: come true. So so my short answer is let Flashpoint retcon some stuff somehow incorporate. Pattinson and so he would fit beautifully with these all these other actors. Bringing the Legion of Doom. What about you, son?
1: So it's it's funny. The reason why I had you all go first is because I've I've thought about this a lot, and I was like <laughs> really really trying to think how I was going to formulate it and um and talk about it because for me it would be so it would be so bittersweet either answer because like I'm I'm such a stickler for like. I hate when things change. Mm-hmm. So the thought of it, why read comic books? So, so... But yeah. I, it's different. It's different because you get away with it more in comic books. Do you know what I mean? So, like, for me, it's tough because the first thing I think about is I can't even imagine it not being Affleck with all these people, you know what I mean? Yeah. It would feel weird, but... So to answer your specific question is I lean towards them... Um, recasting Affleck's character and going with an older actor in like his later 40s. Yeah, like, John Hamm someone, did it. I was just, you read my mind, I was just gonna say like, I would love like if John Hamm did it you know, like someone that they were looking at earlier that didn't quite get the part, who can do it just for the one film, especially Mm if they're signing on for one movie, they're more inclined. The only reason I stray away from Pattinson, even though I feel like I'm going to love the Batman, Mm
3: -hmm. and I'm going
1: to love Pattinson's portrayal, because over the last two years, I've actually grown to really love him as an actor. He's made some great films. And he's really good in them. I just think that, of course, at the time... We'll see how it does. We'll see how the Batman does, you know, because the studios always want, like, the finances and they look of, you know, what's going to run the best, what's going to work the best. If if everyone really likes Robert Pattinson, I bet they find a way to get him in the movie. Better. But at the end of the day, I really think he signed on because of what Reeves was doing and this kind of self-contained, grounded, grittier story. So I see them way more so going to the recast than going to Pattinson because... I don't know if Robert would want to do this giant thing. He signed on to do the Reeves movie for very specific reasons, he always said. The same thing he signed on for the Christopher Nolan film for very specific reasons when he's doing something large like this. So I would like to recast, but honestly, dude, I feel like Affleck might come back. I don't know. I actually I know. have an answer, Mario,
3: but I, I think you <laughs> might be thinking what I'm thinking. I want to hear your thoughts on it. While I'm oh. sitting here listening, I just came up with, the the only plausible thing that could happen, but I want to hear you first.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, for me, I I feel like, I feel like I want them to recast and keep that, that, you know, that iteration of Batman alive, even if he's not going to get his own movie, just to play smaller roles in some of these other films, because, like, there's still you know, getting very close to like territory. You know, so like so yeah. Suicide yeah. Squad is still going to have Margot Robbie and it's still going to have uh, Amanda Waller. It's still going to have a lot of the people who were in that other Suicide Squad movie that had Ben Affleck in it. So it's still, like, presumably going to be in, like, that version of Gotham. And how do you have a Suicide Squad movie... Without any kind of Batman existing yeah. there, you know, yeah. just like it was weird to not have him there for Birds of Prey, but like, yeah, you know, they, they keep on sort of like, you know, wanting to explore Gotham City and, and characters that spawned from those earlier DCEU movies. But how do you do that when there's technically no Batman in that world anymore? You know, with Ben Affleck gone, there's no there's no Dark Knight in this Gotham that we're going to be visiting next year. Absolutely. So I feel like we got to have somebody who's who who, who, even if it's just to do a couple of quick scenes, like what Affleck did in the first Suicide Squad, just someone who could be around to just be that Bat presence, especially because like they were also talking about possibly doing like Gotham City Sirens. Uh, We know that Ezra Miller is going to be doing. You know, if if they're doing Flashpoint, there's going to be a Batman element to that. Like, there's a few stories coming up that logically should have somewhat of a bat presence and if it can't be battinson which i don't think it really can be then you got to have somebody there to fill out the cowl, just to kind of be that presence in the stories i think so so my vote would be you find someone with a strong jaw who's older and grizzled yep. who could just you know be, capture that essence for us and I think everybody, you know, I, I mean, we won't be as happy as if it were actually Batfleck, but I think that'll that that, that that'll scratch the Batman fix
1: uh, in those movies, and I, I'm for it. I will say, too, real quick, because you said something, as long as the actor has a strong jaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and a JL, too, because of Affleck's role, he, he had the voice modulator thing. Yeah, could really find someone who's just in the cow the whole time and you really know. I mean, don't know. absolutely. Yeah. I mean,
2: and even that, yeah. you know, it's funny, everyone raves about the warehouse sequence in BBS, right? Everyone, it's everyone's favorite bat sequence. But when you go back and look at it, it's almost like painfully obvious that it's not Affleck. It, no. It's Richard Citrone, who I'm. All right, it's, it's stunt doubles, doubles and it's yeah. It's true, yeah. yeah, So that's why. So if you just guy, if you just have a guy who can do all the physicality and deliver some grizzled lines from time yeah. to time, you know, you could have a, a reasonable Batman presence in these stories without needing someone like a Batman, yeah, exactly. you know, like a Ben Affleck, yeah. Exactly.
3: Sure. My crazy thought was this in Uh-oh. the Flashpoint movie. What if it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and he somehow, <laughs> somehow
0: <laughs> becomes
3: Batman here? I know it's crazy, crazy. and he if is you older. You would Definitely. have an older, grizzled Batman. So but he Batman. is, but he's, I mean, I don't know how he would look in the cowl. He's he's tall enough, He's but he's older. Yeah. But what if they somehow in the story, Ben gets stuck in that era? <laughs> yeah, I don't now know. Now Thomas Wayne comes back. Yeah. Dealing with him.
1: Here's my craziest idea. I was in charge. I was in charge, and I had an unlimited amount of cash to throw. It would be ridiculous, but I'm. I bet you, us four, will be happy. I would cast anyone to just go in the cow, but I would somehow overdub it so it's Kevin Conroy's voice. (laughs) Oh wow! There you (laughs) go. Uh, I think I'm (laughs) right. You can make up the TW appearance right next. Yeah. yeah, Oh Jesus. Yeah. Please, absolutely. All right, Zennik, are you gonna
0: bring us home safe here, buddy? I sure am. You know, the hair on my arms is just raising, guys. You know, it's just—it's been like that for the <laughs> last ten minutes gonna, or so.
2: Mario, so I think us could
3: charge right now. I think we could—we could solve all the problems. You know? <laughs> I mean, we really
2: could. Come
0: on. I'm absolutely. for it. Well, I—I I, I know Mario and I are gonna make that Superman movie, uh, 2022. We can—we can probably crank it out. You
1: could yeah, let do it. it. If you start right. right now. You could fast track it. <laughs> yeah, you could fast track it. There you go. No, but then just from us you, we just want to say a big thank you for coming on the show again and taking thank time you. out of to do this. It means the world to us. Oh,
2: this was a pleasure. I, I, I'm yeah. really glad you guys invited me back. I'm glad we had this amazing stuff to talk about, and I'm even more glad for all of us having stuff to look forward to next year
1: absolutely and i just wanted to share too like when we found you and your show way back early 2017 before justice league yeah. came out and like in the debacle like little did we know one day we would have our own small show but you would actually be yeah. on it with us twice just talking about amazing things so once again so cool full circle mm-hmm. thank you so Thanks, much you want to tell everyone you. yeah what's your yeah, what twitter you is to where now? to find you oh yeah yeah. Well, and before I do, I
2: want to wish a very uh, happy Father's Day to Nick. Oh, yeah. Thank you. You as well, thank sir. You, yeah, thank you. you as well, Mario. And I just want to say, you seem to be an awesome dad. I love some of the stories you shared with me last time of experiences you had with your son and now speaking to you and your son on this podcast.
0: Yeah. I just, you know, I
2: hope you have a very special day tomorrow. And Nico, you better take good care of that. man. Oh, oh, oh absolutely. Sir.
1: Yeah, they absolutely. do. Thank you, Mario. Thank you. Yeah. Good, good, awesome.
2: good. Um, as for how people want to reach me, you can find me over on the Twitter or on Instagram at IDJ Weddings. It sounds exactly what it you know. It's exactly <laughs> what you think IDJ Weddings. Nice and simple. Can't forget it. Yeah. And I still have the Fanboy Podcast. I put up an episode every once in a while. It's not necessarily a weekly thing anymore, but whenever I feel inspired, I run down here into my garage and record an hour of, uh, of, uh, of ranting for you. I so
3: uh,
2: I put up a couple of episodes in the last three weeks. So. Yep check out the fanboy podcast on apple podcast uh, google play whatever all over the place so that's how you can find me and reach me and listen to more of my uh, my ranting on
1: these subjects <laughs> absolutely and when all this crazy stuff is over anyone who has a wedding or <laughs> yeah. event, yeah. a great dj here it's mm-hmm. i travel give him he, travel. Travel. <laughs> he does travel so yeah, yeah. We, could have, we could have a fanboy <laughs> wedding
3: Got have a geeky we'll wedding. <laughs> right, my sister had to postpone her wedding. Uh,
0: they're gonna, they're gonna have it at some point, but we'll talk. Yeah. All right, I'm That's coming to Chicago. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sick would that be? Yeah, dude, I would love that. It's not <laughs> a, bad it's not nope,
2: a bad idea. It's not a bad idea at all. Right. All right, so fellas, thank you so much for yes. having me, yes. Mr. Zednick. You're the man. You're you're the one who puts all this together. You're you're yeah. the logistical genius. So, Mr. Zednick, thank you for having me back on.
0: It was our pleasure, Mario. Thank you again for making the time for us. You know, who knows, maybe after that fandom event in August, maybe we, we work something out again. Who knows? Yeah, well, listen. Who knows what comes of anything. stories
1: are trilogies, apparently. So yeah. Still third That's chapter.
2: true. There's still a third <laughs> part waiting, so we'll see. And then we got the prequels, and then we have... Yeah. We, got, we got a lot to work on here. We're only we got on got Empire the Strikes spin-offs Back. Right? and the anthologies. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I love yeah.
1: it.
2: There's, there's a bright future... And, and if you think about it, on. this is kind of like the Empire Strikes Back, because it ends on a cliffhanger of what's to come next. It does, you're right. <laughs> you don't know who knows, and obviously, whenever you want to come on, you, you are yes. always our top. Is, and when we have our return of the Jedi, just no Ewoks, okay? Jedi no, Jedi. yeah, please, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: no Ewoks. No Ewoks. Thank
2: you. Oh, he walks. That's where we'll stop. Sold. You got to draw the line somewhere. All right, gentlemen. All right. One.
0: Have a good one. Have all right, a good one. All right, send a of some. Well, you know, isn't ironic that I always seem to end these podcasts on like a high note in a very cliffhanger-y way. You know, it's all right. All right. So, you know where to find Mario. You know where to find us. Follow us on Twitter at Vigilante1939. Uh, go ahead and sub review up on Apple Podcasts. Uh leave us a waiting. It really does mean the world to us. And, uh, there you have it. So, for Nico Caruso, Daddy Batman, Mr. Caruso, <laughs> and Mario Robles, my name's Nick Zanik. And as Michael Keaton's Batman always says, I want you to tell all your friends about me.
1: <laughs> That's beautiful. Is he playing the Man of Steel? Yeah, he's playing the Man of Steel. Steel score. I oh, I love that. I love that.
2: I knew he was going to play this. Interview. Well, if you listen to the end of my last episode,
1: yeah, you'll like that too. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh-